it. Say it, Joe. No. Uh, welcome to Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. In this podcast, we read and analyze stories written by children delving into the inner workings of a child genius's child mind. Child genius's mind. Wait, we were supposed to say whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I know. That's why I said no. Okay, let's do a well. Let's do a well. Oh, I thought, okay. Joseph, you already said yours, so it's now just up to me and Daniel. Three, two, one. Go. Whoa. Now you already said yours, Joseph. Let's do it again. Just I me know. and Daniel. Go. <laughs> Sorry. Just kidding. Um, I'm Theo. I'm Joseph. And we have a special guest today. Not so special anymore. Run in the middle, Dan. He's really just host of the podcast now. I bought this podcast from Joseph and Theo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot, too. We got a lot of money out of him. <laughs> Regret it every day. And he did it for the same reason Elon Musk bought Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, these guys are censoring themselves too much. Yeah. <laughs> we were doing that a lot. Yeah. There were a lot of things I wanted to say that now I can say thanks to Daniel paying $44 billion for our podcast. <laughs> My investors got to think I'm a maverick. And now Daniel keeps saying, guys, we have to make this profitable. <laughs> Shouldn't have bought it. <laughs> Guys, I gotta get my money back. <laughs> Guys, this isn't funny. Be funnier. That could be our gimmick. We could be the world's most expensive podcast. <laughs> the $40 billion podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess technically if Daniel buys it for $40 billion from us, but then we give him a one-time gift of $40 billion, it, you know, it equals out to zero, but we could still say our podcast was bought for that much money. Wait a second. Did you say the same numbers or did you say 41 and then 40? I said the same numbers. No, you didn't. <laughs> This is how we trick Daniel into giving us $1 billion. I just say the numbers slightly differently. Wait a second. How many billion did I Venmo him? I think the best way to do this is we'll each take a check out of our checkbooks and write a check for $40 billion to each other. And then we just tear them up and never cash them. Yeah. Okay. I have an idea. Let's each take a check out of our checkbooks <laughs> and write a number. Mm, okay. And then we all exchange checks to the person to your right. Ooh. And whoever does the biggest number wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's like checkbook chicken. We just invented a new game. Checkbook chicken? Yeah. You have to write an amount on a check and hand it to another person yeah. in a circle. What's the incentive for writing a higher number? <laughs> yeah, it really just seems like everybody would write one penny. And, How about this? Uh, it, everyone in the world plays, and if you write the same number as someone you're else, killed. then your check gets voided. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. What a strange dystopia we're creating. <laughs> it makes no sense. I think that is the premise of Hunger Games, actually. Yeah, pretty much. I never read it. That's what the Mockingjay always said or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what the mocking Jay was always saying. That dirty talking mocking Jay. <laughs> I read the book. Wouldn't that be pretty funny though to make a dystopian novel that because normally it's like you, you take the, the ills of society and magnify them in this dystopia. It's just like totally random, but you pretend that it's a logical outcome. <laughs> I mean, people kept voting for Democrats, and then one day everybody had to give the person to their left a check, and if they were the same amount, they got so you, killed. So you, so you create a dystopia based on just completely dumb things and blaming on the Democrats. Yeah, I think I think I know of an audience for these books. <laughs> I think it's gonna be really popular. <laughs> yeah. It does seem like there's a lot of popular culture things now that like the right is trying to make cool 
and then they never end up being cool man they try so hard yeah but that's what i'm saying there's an opportunity there we can make millions <laughs> off of just creating stupid dystopias and blaming it all on the democrats <laughs> all we have to do is sacrifice all our morals it's fine <laughs> wait what's something they tried to make cool I'm not sure I totally know about this. F-150s? Uh, I think it's just racism. Oh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, basically any show or podcast or anything they have is not good, but mm. they get a lot of listeners anyway because they're just niche appealing to a lot of crazy people. Like Alex Jones. Ah. Oh, he he does have his own thing, but I feel like a lot of the other guys are just like, Look at me, I'm not being PC right now. And everybody's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do this day to day. All the comedians being like, we can't say anything because of this PC culture. And it's like, that's the only thing you're saying, though. That's all you say. <laughs> that's your one thing. <laughs> if there wasn't a PC culture, you would have no jokes. <laughs> Nailed it. Preach it, Joe. Yeah, I'll tell him. Oh, there's an amendment to the, they want to take something out of the Tennessee constitution saying that preachers and priests can run for office now because they used to not be allowed to. Oh, really? I saw they were trying to take slavery out. Now that is true. That's interesting. <laughs> I didn't realize that was still in there. That is true. <laughs> They're trying to take it out this time. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> it's apparently in the Tennessee constitution. It's a real amendment that we're voting on this election cycle. There was like a loophole in that they tried to say slavery wasn't allowed once in the constitution, but they didn't word it very well. So there's like loopholes in there where technically slavery in certain situations is legal. Yeah, it says slavery is illegal unless you really want to. <laughs> are, are you talking about like the nat, like the Thirteenth Amendment, like the national thing with where there there's like a loophole? I don't know. I didn't read it. States' rights, Theo. Are you talking about there's another one in the Tennessee Constitution that's like no slavery except in these situations, and then it's like trying to say like get rid of that. Yeah, it's much. in the Tennessee Constitution. I don't know the exact wording of it, though. Okay. Well, that's a noble cause. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Get out there and vote, everybody. Get out there and reword something. <laughs> this is what we're voting on. It says, Constitutional Amendment Number 3. This amendment would change the current language in Article 1, blah, 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 which says that slavery and involuntary servitude, except as punishment for a person who has been duly committed of a crime, are forever prohibited in this state. The amendment would delete this current language and replace it with the following language. Slavery and involuntary servitude are forever prohibited. <laughs> it's like, that should have been in there. <laughs> Nothing in this section shall prohibit an inmate from working when the inmate has been duly convicted of a crime. So it sounds like it's still not like, yeah. you know. They tried to say we're doing this good thing. We're trying to keep inmates from making license plates and getting taken advantage of. But we didn't actually do that. That's pretty much what it says. <laughs> yeah, but the scary part is it sounds like slavery was legal, <laughs> even outside of that case. Yeah, I mean, the way it's worded. Hmm. So anyway, we live in a pretty progressive state. We're really making strides. <laughs> All these people moving in from California. Am I right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that what's happening mm. in Tennessee? Oh, yeah. How, uh, apartment prices and housing prices is just like, it's calmed down just a little bit now, but they they went up like crazy for the last year. Yeah. People move from more expensive places here 
That kind of makes sense. A lot of what, why they move is because Tennessee's like got a reputation as a good Republican state, and they want to move to that. But they're ruining it by getting rid of those loopholes in slavery. Yeah, I know. You have people here like, oh, these people are from California. It's just like everybody's blaming everybody for just... <laughs> I think what cracks me up is all the... Like, Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire, they moved to Nashville uh-huh. from California, or wherever they were before. I think they were in LA. It's just funny because I feel like a lot of conservatives are coming to Nashville and being like... Look at us. Now we're in a red state. And I'm like, you're in the bluest part of the red state. Yeah. Go to Cookville, <laughs> Tennessee or something like that. <laughs> if you really want to be cool, go somewhere not cool. Go somewhere without internet. Yeah. That's how we can trick them. Or indoor plumbing. Yeah, go somewhere without anything. <laughs> go to the empty void in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> go to space. Go to space. <laughs> the reddest place in the universe. No government there. A true libertarian paradise. <laughs> <laughs> no rules in space. <laughs> no rules, just dead. Maybe that's why Elon wants to go to Mars so bad. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's the red planet. It is the red planet, that's true. Democrats are from Venus, Republicans are from Mars. <laughs> Ooh. It makes sense with the blue and the red. It does. I don't know if Venus is blue. <laughs> Venus has always been blue in my book. Neptune, that's blue. Neptune. Yeah, why don't we do Neptune? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. We got a lot more political parties to house on planets. We got to start making more political parties. Yeah, where's the Green Party going to go? There's not a green planet. Uh, well, I guess that would be Earth. Hey, we can't give it to them. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. want to save it. They're going to raise our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to keep the planet alive. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. That's that, baby. We figured out all politics. We solved politics. Solved politics. Give everybody their own planet. <laughs> 17 minutes into recording, we've solved politics. Easy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ursula Le Guin did that already. <laughs> Who did that? I don't know this reference. L- Ursula Le Guin, she wrote like a series of books where like all these different political systems have different planets, kind of. Oh, that sounds cool. That's a dead end. <laughs> yeah, we can't talk about that because we don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, we can riff on the name Le Guin. That's funny, right? Yeah, but there's something there. Le Guin. There's something there. Let's spend the next 17 minutes riffing on that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny, especially that they're giving some of the political parties uninhabitable planets. That's funny. That's funny. Um, funny. Well, anyway, uh, does the audience? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Hmm? Does the audience want to know what we're doing, what we're looking at today that was written by a child genius? Um, They might. I have a what would you do if you want to do that. Yeah, let's do that. I'll just tell them right now we're going to look at my website. All right, now let's go. On now to... let's not look at your website. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to make this thing funny, but Joe's just got us. Let's hear it, Joe. It's hard to make the the website funny. I think the website's pretty funny. Yeah. I thought it was just hard to make this podcast funny. Ah. Uh, Ah, uh, that too. Well, <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. I mean, you just <laughs> sunk $40 billion into it. <laughs> I mean, just keep talking about, uh, what's her name? Le Guin. <laughs> <laughs> Ursula Le Guin. We'll yeah, get somewhere with that. Let's bring us back to the humor. Um, I was just going to say that um, I don't know how to start this. Confidently. Yeah, I'll start it confidently. Do you ever have a situation where your brain starts to answer a question like, you don't have a filter and you just start to answer a question automatically without actually thinking through. Is this an ad? Because that's what happened to me. Oh. Say what? I thought this was an ad section of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you heard of BetterHelp? Um, no. I'm just this is an anti-ad for BetterHelp. Theo hated it. 
it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but you should try it if you're going through some hard times. But yeah, no, it's it's pretty good if they ever decide to actually sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> so I I went to so Aldi has advent calendars that are very popular mm. and they sell out very quickly. Love it. So I showed up at 9 a.m. when Aldi opened so that I could get Paige and I some advent calendars. I wanted a hot sauce one and she wanted a wine one. I went and I got the advent calendars as going through the line and the cashier was just trying to be nice and I think this was just my brain automatically shutting down any social interaction before it happened because yeah. I think I just have a tendency to not want social interaction even <laughs> though I, I wouldn't have minded to talk to this person but <laughs> She looked at my advent calendar and she's like, oh, this is pretty interesting. So like, how does it work? Do you just like try a different hot sauce every day? Oh my gosh. I, I think clearly just trying to make conversation. And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> just automatically, <laughs> before I even thought <laughs> any further, I was just like, I have no idea. And she was like, you don't know how these work? And I was like, nope, never tried it before, which is a total lie. <laughs> Liar. Did you, at the moment where you were forced to answer that question, did you think, I can't go back now? Or were you just still on autopilot? <laughs> no, at that point, I was stuck. When she kind of called me out and she was like, really? You don't know how this works? I was like, yeah, I've never done it before. Don't know what Advent is. <laughs> Gonna have all these at once as soon as I get home. I thought I was just buying 25 hot sauces. I didn't, I don't, what's Advent? <laughs> this is a nice cabinet they come in. <laughs> Played peekaboo with them. Okay, so she was probably playing dumb at first, right? If she then was like, wait, really? You don't know what this is? Yeah, do you think she was hitting on you? <laughs> I think she was merely trying to make conversation with a person at 9 a.m. because it's just kind of an awkward situation, the cashier-customer interaction. It doesn't have to be awkward unless it's with me, I'm the customer, but in that case, it is awkward, and uh, yeah, I made it weirder. When people ask me how I'm doing today... They say, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I've never thought about that. <laughs> I don't know how I'm doing. I don't know how doing works. I always just say fine. You just say fine? I say I'm fine. And then I immediately feel bad that I didn't ask them how they were. Oh, well, if it's immediate, you still have time. <laughs> and then I think, oh, well, they, they don't want to talk to me. Those thoughts happen really fast together. I say, I'm fine. Oh, damn it. I should ask them how they are. Oh, they don't want to talk to me. Oh. And then I don't talk. <laughs> then you just explain the whole inner monologue to them so they understand where you're coming from. Oh, and how are you? Sorry I didn't ask in that 30-second pause. I was thinking that I wasn't worth talking to. <laughs> or you've already gone to your car and put your groceries in the car and you've come back and explained. My driveway. <laughs> Sorry, I would have asked, but... I don't know about, I mean, it's one thing to like just make conversation, but it's another thing to just pretend like you don't know how an advent calendar is <laughs> and then be shocked that someone else does. <laughs> yeah, I handled that poorly. I should have said, yes, that is how that works. You try a different one every day. No, you should have been like, I don't know. And she was like, really? And then you should have said, see, you don't know either. <laughs> oh, so you do know, smarty pants. <laughs> Sorry, we all can't be as smart as you. One time we were sitting in... I was sitting in the waiting room of a therapy office when Joseph was going to therapy when he was a kid. And we were going to pick him up. I was drawing this thing I love to draw on a piece of paper that was like a demon. And then I would write no soul below it. And I thought it was so cool. That is cool. Some kid in the in the waiting room said, oh, sweet drawing. And I meant to make like the rock on sign with my hand. But I just flicked him off. <laughs> <laughs> 
nice. And then I was like, oh, he'll just think I'm waiting for therapy. <laughs> oh, like clearly, like you need counseling. <laughs> Rock on and fuck you. Have you ever sat in a waiting room for a therapy office? Because I don't know how to act there. I have. Oh, yeah, I have. What are you in for? <laughs> I try to act sad and not talk to anybody. Yeah. I think, oh, I can't smile. <laughs> then everybody will think I don't need to be here. Interloper. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, one time I went to like a therapy office and then I looked around and I was the only white guy there. And I thought, oh, gosh, all these people are thinking I don't have real problems and I shouldn't be here. <laughs> and then I went to one and never went back because I felt so bad about it. <laughs> Oh, man. My therapist was like, I, I said something about it the first time. And she's like, no, therapy is for everybody, no matter how serious their problems are. And then one of the last times she was like, yeah, I have a really long waiting list. <laughs> I felt like she was doing a little switcheroo on me. Wait, what do you mean? She was telling you, like, I think we're finished here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, is it is it bad for me just to go? And she's like, no, I have a really long waiting list. But when I heard it, I heard like, oh, you're not important. But really what she meant was to reassure me. But I automatically thought like, oh, she's trying to get me out of here. <laughs> That's a really good trick to get therapy when all the therapists are like not accepting new patients. You just put your ear up to the door and listen to the person before you. Oh, yeah. And then you just yell, my problems are worse. <laughs> <laughs> you slip a little note under the door during their therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like before they go in, you're in the waiting room and you're like coaching them on what to say. <laughs> okay. So I'm having this issue with my sister. So if you can just like talk about this and I'll listen at the door. <laughs> <laughs> just get back to you what she says about that. <laughs> yeah. What if you had like a group, if you had a group of people who you were going to therapy for and it was like subleasing and you, and you subleased <laughs> your therapy time to like four different people. So you told the therapist that you have these four different people's problem. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. That's smart. It's like sharing a Netflix password. You just have one person going to therapy, but you make sure they come in with everybody's issues. <laughs> I'm not getting along with my boyfriend, and I'm not getting along with my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and my girlfriend died. I feel immature and like I grew up too quickly. I bet you would end up making yeah. more than the therapist. This is how capitalism works. You're still paying for the therapy. Oh, no. <laughs> you become a licensed therapist, but okay. you just outsource all of the therapy. You get patients, listen to all their problems, and then tell them to another therapist, get their answers. <laughs> exactly. That's brilliant. And then you come back and tell them all the advice. Because <laughs> if it costs like $80 a session and you've got three other people that you're going for, you're going to make more than the therapist. Did. So when the people are getting therapy from you, what do you say? Just like, I'll get back to you on this next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just take notes. You're just like, I'll get back to you on that. I'll get back to you on that. I'll have a great answer for you next week. <laughs> but everybody knows the situation. They're just in it because you charge them $70 a session instead of $80 a session. <laughs> uh, that's so good. But you're like really trying to cram in all the stuff, all the material with your therapist. So then when you come back to the last person on your list, you're like, so they told me to tell you that it's okay to feel sad and also I'm out of time now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, you got the $50 slot. <laughs> Don't you think therapists should like rank their patients? <laughs> On their door? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They should have like a bracket, like a tournament. <laughs> a tournament. <laughs> yeah, like fantasy football kind of thing. Your dad died? Yes. That's 50 points. <laughs> yeah. Like bingo. <laughs> Can you imagine actually sitting in there while they did that? So my dad died last week. Yes. 
Oh. <laughs> I mean, how do you feel about I mean, that? How does that make you feel? <laughs> that would honestly, if you did outsource therapy, that's what you would come back to everybody. You'd have like five people paying you to do the therapy, and then you'd come back and you'd be like, all right, so how does that make you feel? And for you, so how does that make you feel? And for you, so how does that make you feel? <laughs> so this one's about your parents. Okay, so this one's also about your parents. <laughs> First session. So tell me about your childhood. Tell me about your childhood. Therapy's easy. Therapy is easy. This should be a therapy podcast. Okay. A therapy and politics podcast. I mean, I paid for it. Yeah, really? Did you like look up to see what was the most marketable <laughs> podcast? And reading children's stories wasn't wasn't on the list, maybe? Wait, so going back to this advent calendar, you're trying a different hot sauce every day? In advent, I will be. It hasn't started yet, but on December 1st, I will open the first hot sauce. Wow. Okay. I'm excited. People have different tastes, right? For me, that would be hard to get excited about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds lame. Are these hot sauces really big? That's what I wonder. The hot sauces look like they're like, I don't know, this big maybe. Wow. It's a lot of hot sauce. Yeah, it seems like a lot of hot sauce to me. I really like hot sauce. Is, is that because you? Uh, it's like setting up punishment for yourself? Isn't that what your parents did? <laughs> put hot sauce on your tongue? Mm-hmm. Well, that is what Advent's all about, is punishing yourself for 25 days until Christmas happens. And you get presents. And then you receive the ultimate punishment. Yeah. Crucifixion. <laughs> no, wait. That was Easter, right? It was also a religion podcast. Jesus did something. Sure did die. He did something. He did something on Christmas. Um, okay. Well, anything else you want to talk about with that? Let's get into the website. Yeah, let's talk about this website you made. What if you had just said, I don't know what any of this is, pointing to all of the food in your cart. <laughs> <laughs> and my credit card and just be like, I don't know what this I think I'm supposed to give you this. <laughs> and then you point to your earpiece where someone's feeding you all the information about what you're supposed to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, you could wear an, air, an earpiece to the outsource therapy sessions. Mm, it could be live. So you sign up for like an hour long session, but each person person that you get has 15 minutes where they're in your ear and you and you video it all on your phone you're gonna need two people because you're, you're gonna a need a therapist <laughs> and yourself <laughs> you're gonna need a real therapist with someone and then you're gonna have to be in the therapy appointment with your client oh man the overhead you know you've got a paid employee so your client says i'm sad and then you say Oh, I'm sad. So then the person in the real therapy appointment hears, I'm sad. The therapist hears that. And then they give comments. And they say, how does it make you feel? So, so it's four people. <laughs> and one of them, the only function of the, of you is to repeat what the other person said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they mistake the long pauses for like depression. Or something. <laughs> oh, those are my depression pauses. <laughs> All right. Well, we can get to the website now. Let's do it. Um, so remember last time we looked at the homepage and we looked at the about me page. Something I remembered about the, remember how there was this guest book? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's a now defunct guest book. You know, this was back in the days before uh, you needed a login. Like it was before the internet was just this wasteland of login pages, you know? Uh-huh. So you could basically just say, I'm this person, and then like write a little comment about my website. Uh-huh. So you were doing that. <laughs> so what, <laughs> over and yeah, over. Yeah, what I may have done is pretended I was a random person who found my website who said, yeah, this site is pretty cool, but it's way better than Tristan's. <laughs> and then Tristan accused me of writing it, and I was like, 
No, it was just some random guy who went on my site. <laughs> but it was you, right? It was me. It was me. Isn't it annoying that now before you can make a fake review, you have to make a fake Gmail? Oh my gosh, yeah. So annoying. There's so many fake Gmails. Okay. Do you remember this site? Oh, yes. Theochandler.com? No, theochandler.ooCities or whatever. ooCities. ooCities. I remember Marshall Falker. Yeah, I honestly don't know where, like, what is the most central place where we can start with your website and branch off from there to all the insane other parts of your website could it be this link at the bottom that says home exclamation point exclamation point. i honestly don't know it could be anything the next place i want to go is remember when i made that list of favorite things and one of them was mr butt and then i said he's hilarious said he's never talking to nobody just living it up and that's why i love mr butt yeah oh yeah let's click on mr butt yeah so let's see what mr butt's page is all about Okay, so just to be clear, Mr. Butt's page <laughs> on the main menu of my website, oh. you see there's this thing that says friends, where I let certain friends of mine make pages on my site. So there's one that Tristan made, two that my brother made, one that our cousin Ian made, shout out to <laughs> Ian, and then one that Mr. Butt made. Oh my God. So now we have to look at all of these. And by the way, these are all just initials. So there's <laughs> no way for anyone who does not know what these initials stand for to know that that is this website. <laughs> Website made by Mr. Butt. They just think it's MB. It just says T-Z-S-C-I-S-S-C-M-B. I definitely want to click on those. I mean, they're on a page that says, here is my bud list. It says back, 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 and those are the only words. And then it's got like something that looks like a list of maybe like state or country abbreviations. Yeah, the four backlinks on this page, are they actually backlinks? Or is that a rabbit hole we don't even want to go down? <laughs> yeah, it looks like they do go back. Okay. You have four, four options to click on to go back to the home page. What I like about this page is I made that font size pretty small. So, you know, I was clearly expecting hundreds of friends pages on this website. So there are five friends pages and one of them is made by a person who I invented. And this is Mr. Butt's page. So um, what the heck? Wow. So it says this is Mr. Butt's homepage. And then. You know, I thought it was really funny when people talked funny. As we saw in Island of the Dinosaurs, I really like accents. What is this uh, so, smudge? What is the smudge on the web page? Uh, sure, it's not a smudge on your monitor. <laughs> no, there's just this big brown smudge under the rabbit. I don't have that online. Yeah, I don't see that. Oh, it's something that pixelates it every time you scroll. It is a smudge on my monitor. <laughs> no, it's like pixelating every time you scroll. D Daniel was like eating chocolate and he thought he had a touch screen. <laughs> what is this delicious brown smudge on your website? Oh, I can taste it. This is the best teaser website I've ever been to. <laughs> so this is what Mr. Butt wrote on his homepage. About me. I am not excellent with the English, so I will make this shirt and sweet. I licked the name Butt. Over here is my rab butt. And there's a clip art of a rabbit. And it says, my real name is Butt Drew. And I like butts. Wow, that's great. I feel like it should also be said that it's a, a the brightest green, most saturated background. <laughs> See, this is what I wonder about. Uh, it says, you might wonder why I place thousands of lit L dancing leprechauns around here. It's because I'm insane. <laughs> there are zero dancing leprechauns. There are zero dancing leprechauns. So there's a there's a possibility that that was the joke. 
uh, there's the other possibility is that was one of the files on my website that Usidis decided not to <laughs> save when it was archiving is the gif of the dancing leprechaun. It's like 12 gigabytes of leprechauns. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so fitting with the, the sort of uh, labyrinth structure of my website, um, there's a link that says, I found a nice map of the earth on here and it's my trusted map. And that takes you to the original homepage of Theo's web world. Mm. And then it says, here is a conversation I had with Theo Chandler. And if you click on Theo Chandler, it takes you back to the homepage of my website. Um, but there's two, there's, there's <laughs> here is a link and Theo Chandler is a link. Those both <laughs> take you back to the homepage. No, we're gonna we're gonna go to the thing that says. Oh God! I just, <laughs> I just wanted to point out that at the very bottom, there's a picture of an elephant for no reason. There you go. Whatever happened to that Instagram of the elephant that you made, Joseph? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not gonna talk about that. I think that's the biggest mystery of our podcast. Have we talked about it on this podcast? You, you like briefly <laughs> mentioned it. I'm not sure if I edited it out, but you said like I was making an Instagram one time of an elephant. I don't want to talk about it, but uh... <laughs> I got really into elephants. And I made an Instagram page of facts about elephants. Oh. And I got a lot of followers. And it's called Love Elephant. You can still find it. It's still there. I get new followers every day on Love Elephant. Because people love elephants, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, do you sell merch? Yeah, I sell stickers of elephants. Really? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Shit, how much you making? Uh, I make about $6 a year. On probably copyrighted <laughs> elephant images. Hey, no. I used free use elephant clip art for these stickers. Let me specify. Okay. These are low quality stickers. They are. But high quality facts. There are a lot of interesting facts about elephants if you didn't know. Damn, that's awesome. Okay. That wasn't so embarrassing. <laughs> Why did you think that was so embarrassing? <laughs> it's It's embarrassing that I got so into elephants that I made like probably not kidding 50 or more posts about <laughs> different facts about elephants <laughs> when did that happen it was a couple years <laughs> ago this, this is not something i did as a child this is something i did like a few years ago but how do you get into elephants one day it just hits you how do you how don't you get into elephants <laughs> <laughs> the instagram handle is love elephant and the facebook page is love elephant yeah check it out patronize it check it out yeah Okay, so speaking of embarrassing, this is we're about to go to a link that's maybe the worst content I have on this site. Oh, here we go. It gets worse? Yeah, it says, here is a conversation I made with, or I had with Theo Chandler. I'm honestly excited. I feel like I'm on a roller coaster right now. You want to know something? I actually thought about this last time. Afterwards, I was like, this experience of your website is something that if i i briefly considered taking an edible before recording this episode because i was like i'm not sure my brain could handle being high and experiencing this website you know if you go on the seventh grade website the pages load in perfect synchronicity with dark side of the moon whoa <laughs> man that seems like a detail you would have actually done honestly i i I had a COVID booster and a flu shot today, so I kind of feel like I'm high right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a really weird reaction from, I got the COVID booster and the flu shot at the same time too, uh -huh. but I did that on mm -hmm. Thursday, I think, and then I was fine on Thursday, except that I fell asleep at like eight o'clock, and then all of Friday, I was like 
It was weirdly tired all day. So there you go. Don't get the vaccine. The government, man. (laughs) We're an anti-vax podcast now because it will make you slightly tired. We did it so that you don't have to. Yeah, right. (laughs) I actually got like 10 people to pay me 10 bucks. So I got 10 vaccine (laughs) shots for all of them. And then you cut open your vein and let them drink your blood. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is how vaccines work. Okay, so when it says, here's a conversation I had with Theo Chandler. So this is written sort of like a script. So we can each play a different character. Ooh. So here we go. So it's taking a little while to load. Mm, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Theo's like tabbing over to the different pages that he has already loaded from his site. And there are some extremely long (laughs) looking paragraphs on some of those pages. I mean, one of them is literally called The Never-Ending Story. Okay. Okay. The title of this, or the first sentence of this says, this is a true story about a conversation I once had on Valentine's Day. So I'll play me. Uh, Joseph, your name is closest to Jonathan, so you can play Jonathan. And then Daniel, you'll be Ricky. I'll be Ricky. Okay. So here we go. First me. You suck, Jonathan. Blah, blah. I an idiot. I want to punch you. Well, calm down, guys. Ricky smells like poopy. Shut up, Jonathan. Well, I don't like Pokemon anymore, so I don't have to listen to you. Oh, wait. I, okay, I guess I'll be Mr. Butt, too. Is everything okay here? And then, oh, it's back to me. Uh, Jonathan is annoying me, and he's saying that he doesn't like Pokemon anymore. Who will I trade with now? Right, I, I I don't have any idea what's going on. Yeah, there's also <laughs> Bullseye, who's another character. Yeah, who wants to be Bullseye? <laughs> I'll be Bullseye. Okay, Bullseye probably talks like a horse. How about me? Bullseye is a horse. There's I also Jacob and Bart and Steven. <laughs> okay. What the heck? Did you plan this out at all? Did you look at this before you had us do this? This is actually insane. Okay, so, yeah, you'd be Bullseye Daniel. Okay, how about me? No, you also smell like poopy. <laughs> oh, your voice just changed. <laughs> yeah, me and Bullseye sound exactly the same. Oh, uh, no, you also smell like poopy. Is that me? Mr. Butt, can you solve this conflict? I can. I don't think anyone can. Who's going to be Bart? <laughs> I only have one voice. I can't. <laughs> this is so terrible. Okay, I'll be Bart too. Okay. This is a crisis. Okay, who's going to be Jacob? I'll be Jacob, I guess. <laughs> okay, you be Jacob. I got to think of a different voice. <laughs> yeah, think of the type of voice that would say, that is whack, dogs. <laughs> Do that voice. <laughs> um, That is whack, dogs. All right, back to Ricky. Oh, I forgot what Ricky sounds like already. God, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, stop talking. Tell Jacob that Pokemon suck then. Okay, who's going to be Steven? <laughs> oh. uh, I'll be Steven. Okay, I will. Jacob, Pokemon are bad. Come say that to my face. Why? Because I want you to die. Let's go, Bart. Don't leave. We can work this out. I'm not going anywhere. Who's Bart? Wait, who's Bart? Oh, I think I'm Bart. I think you are. I am. <laughs> See you later, t- alligators. Hiya! Am I Steve? Oh, I'm Steven. Why did you say that, Tom? Oh, wait, who's gonna be Tom? Oh my god. <laughs> I'll be Tom. I didn't say that. Theo did. That sounds like my Jacob. <laughs> Alright. I didn't say that. Theo did. Okay, and who's gonna be Theo? I thought Theo was me. <laughs> they seem to be different characters. <laughs> oh my so god. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Okay, I'll be Theo. I said it because Pokemon suck. Okay. The end. And then it says the end. 
What the heck? This was absolute stream of consciousness. <laughs> I could not have told. Should I edit that whole part out of the podcast? Yeah. No, it all has to be in there. <laughs> what? People need to know how insane this website is. It's culturally relevant or whatever U City said. Scientifically worthy, I think. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like it's a good strategy when something goes really badly to just put it at the end so the real fans can enjoy it. Sort of like an after credits scene or something. Yeah, I love it. When podcasts torture the real fans by giving them subpar <laughs> content. Yeah, this one's for the subscribers. <laughs> this one's for the, the people who are forced to love us unconditionally. Um, I did invest a billion dollars in this podcast. <laughs> I feel like you're having a terrible realization right now. So yeah, and this page doesn't link back anywhere else. So it's sort of a dead end. Yeah, this page actually looks like a Word document. It's just a white background with... <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know you could do that on the internet. <laughs> Clippy shows up. You're trying to make a Word document on your webpage? <laughs> Are you trying to make an insane website? <laughs> <laughs> we noticed that you're doing something insane. <laughs> Have you lost touch with reality? Do you need therapy? Because we've got discounted rates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most importantly, remember that I am not real. <laughs> Do you know you don't have to do any of this? <laughs> That's what Clippy should yeah. say. <laughs> Clippy's like, you realize this is permanent, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess, yeah, let's just go through a few more things. So uh, also I put some of my games on this website. Here's a page where it says, I made these games. It has four games on it. The first one is called Suffugio. Read the description. These descriptions are probably better than the game. No, this game is actually pretty badass. I still play it sometimes. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. This is the first game posted on this site. You are a ship of some sort, and you have to collect yellow balls and run from blue balls. Arcade style. <laughs> arcade style. <laughs> you get it. Just like an arcade. <laughs> so the second game is called Batzilla, which is also a pretty good game. And it says, second game on the site. Pretty fun. You have to collect mice and grapes while watching out for evil bats. Of course. Arcade style. <laughs> doesn't actually say that. Theo, what the heck were you thinking? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Why are you collecting mice and grapes? Um, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> were these just like convenient graphics? No, I made all the graphics. The plot <laughs> of the game was you were a bat and you had to keep a balanced diet of meat and fruit. So you have to keep eating or else you die of hunger. But you have to make sure you're basically alternating eating a mouse and then a grape. And watching out for evil bats. That's a pretty accurate uh, bat simulator. <laughs> it's called Batzilla, but it should be called Batzilla a colon bat simulator <laughs> and then joseph we made this game together mr overbite it says this game is 11 levels of hilarious fun still can't spell hilarious right you're mr overbite and you have to get the girl you love wow. for the record I, I feel like it should be pointed out that saying we made this game together is pretty generous <laughs> i may have had some input i don't know i don't even remember i just remember loving this game we've definitely talked about this game on the podcast before you seem to be not wanting to take ownership of this <laughs> no 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 it, it had a, it had a significant <laughs> impact on my childhood no we made it together like we were sit i remember sitting on the couch with you at grandpa's house it was like so boring at that house and we made that game together 
as a way of just entertaining ourselves so we didn't die. But I mean, like, I'm, I may have had some suggestions, but I don't think I actually programmed <laughs> anything or drew anything. <laughs> Basically, the game was there is a, a woman named Hilga, and you as Mr. Overbite wanted to date that woman. <laughs> so every level you had to chase after her and just run your character into her. And that's how you beat the <laughs> level. <laughs> that is how love works. But she was always chasing after your uh, super hunk football playing brother. They both went really, really fast, and you just went frustratingly slowly. <laughs> but you could also slow her down by picking up power-ups that said, like, brush teeth or act cool. Or, like, sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. It made her, like, detest you less, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> it's funny because you were over here making this video game when me and Seth, your older brother, were listening to music and trying to be way cooler than everyone else in the world. And were you? Obviously, yes. It was immortalized in Mr. Ober by how cool your brother was. <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder, like, if I showed all these video games to a therapist. <laughs> yeah, how much would you have to pay someone? <laughs> all right. So I've come to therapy. I need you to play this video game. No questions about my childhood. You have to figure out what's wrong with me. I'm paying you. Yeah, no, just send them the link to the site and just be like, get back to me once you've gone through everything and then we can talk. P.S. Don't waste my time. Yeah, and then, and then I go through that whole script from that Valentine's Day conversation with them. And they're like, wow, Bullseye had some interesting points. <laughs> yeah, and the last game on the site is called Copyright Guy and it has a little screenshot. What was Copyright Guy about? Uh, you were a copyright symbol and you had to dodge uh, restricted and trademark symbols. <laughs> oh so kind of like Mr. Overbite. In fact, it sounds like all of your games sounded like you were a character that had to collect things. Arcade style. Yeah. Arcade style. <laughs> yeah. So those are my games. I'm really delaying looking at the real articles, but okay, I guess we should do that. Oh, we got to now. Oh, baby. The real articles were the main sort of bulk of the website. Mm, there's one in all caps. There's two in all caps. As an outsider, I would assume that these were copy pasted from somewhere, but now that <laughs> I know what your site's MO is a little more, I think you, you did write all of these. I did. Oh, God. Wow. And it's all fake and not funny. And yeah, so at the top of this real articles page, it says, on this part of my website, you will find a true story about true people. I update this whenever I can. There, there are a few that I guess we should definitely read, but I'll just read the first one on here. I'll read it as fast as I can. <laughs> How old were you when you wrote this? Seventh grade. Okay. I don't even know if this is problematic. It's like so confusing. Okay. Uh, so it says, upset in Berlin. That's the name of this article. And then here's here's what I reported on. Berlin, the 22nd strongest nation in the world, <laughs> had an upset today. Three people were killed in the in the reenactment of 9/11. Should <laughs> I not read this one? <laughs> oh my god. This is 4 years after 9/11, by the way. <laughs> is Joseph frozen? I, I feel like Joseph just like pulled the cord of his Wi-Fi router so he wouldn't have to be a part of this. <laughs> and this is how you know you got canceled. Your co-host just disappears one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I my internet dropped randomly. Yeah, it seemed like it dropped right when I said there was a reenactment of 9-11. And <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you unplug your router and then you just send a text and you're like, 
I'm not doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you crossed a line. Okay, so three people were killed in the reenactment of 9-11, uh, which Berlin hosted for the United States to show that there were no hard feelings about the U.S. crushing Germany in World War II. What? Okay, the people were. These are the three people who were killed. John H. Gigoosh, Maki Snot. <laughs> this is so disrespectful. Oh, my God. And I don't want to read any more of this. <laughs> no, can do we it. Stop? Okay. And it says, an Albanian president, and then I just make up a name, Oki Hosnapolat. <laughs> and, and, you know, at that age, I was just like, Albania is a place that I don't know much about. So just naming it is funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it says, what will Albania do without their beloved Hosnapolat? They will probably get a new president in the near future. But with Berlin's beloved residents, John and Maki, how will the nation's economy survive? Of course, the U.S. sent its beloved ally some money, but that wouldn't make up for a year's worth of Maki's economic boosters. You just said beloved so many times. <laughs> China might give some of its beloved wall to Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a crazy notion. Oh, no. I don't want to read the last part, okay? This is so bad. Okay, it says Berlin will fall, becoming as pointless as Russia. This one I feel bad about, Ethiopia. And Canada. <clears throat> I think the best part is whatever this little italics <laughs> thing is supposed to be at the end. Because I have no idea what the point of it is. So you know at the end of an article when it gives someone's name and then their credentials? Mm -hmm. This is what that was. So it says, Theo Chandler glanced at a bird today. February <laughs> <laughs> 6th, 2005. How is anyone supposed to know that? <laughs> um, <laughs> it just looks insane. Okay, well, I'll, I'll do biz. Th this was like a big part of my site is what's your biz? Mm. Can I ask yeah. why? <laughs> why what? <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like there had to have been some kind of creative spark around why you felt the need did you just like think news articles were cool and you <laughs> wanted to try your hand at writing one or i don't know you know sort of like parody news was kind of in at the time you know the daily show was gearing up and it was just it was getting big etc yeah but they didn't <laughs> just make wild <laughs> shit up okay so the problem is i watched a lot of the simpsons and i didn't understand that it's like satire so all the jokes are referencing something <laughs> i didn't understand that so i just thought it was all random so i thought oh that's what's funny uh-huh. I love that you thought just making stuff up about like other countries is, is what the Simpsons were doing. Like if they referenced another country, <laughs> it was not a real reference to something that actually happened there. It was always just like, oh, Canada's a funny country. Let's throw them in there. Guys heard about Albania? I think we I, that might have actually been like what the most problematic one. Maybe I should have read a different one. <laughs> Maybe we should have read these through before we committed to reading all of them are we not gonna read all of them oh come on please please <laughs> this is going to so take many. so much time but we read all of quest of the dragon that was longer <laughs> but that was like fun <laughs> okay let's do what's your biz okay uh the title of this article is what is your biz a new word is sweeping the nation with no rhyme or reason unless you're walking around saying fizz then it would be rhyming Wow. Yes, you know what this... That's a pretty good joke. It was going to be clever, and then you just spelled it out. No, I think it, I think it's better to spell it out afterwards. Okay, then it says, yes, you know what this article is about, biz. A, 
Uh, maybe I shouldn't say this part. A word created to separate Nazis from dragons in World War II, biz has been around for many years. During the war, English and American spies would call out biz whenever they saw a person coming to make sure it wasn't actually a dragon. Nazis would hear this and shoot into the pile of dirt in which the spy was hiding. Everybody knows the spies in World War II hidden piles of dirt. The best way to hide. <laughs> it says, World War II killed the most spies out of any war known to man. <laughs> Besides the Hundred Year War, which was impossible to beat due to the amount of time it lasted. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. You must have been taking like European history in seventh grade or something. Because there's a lot about Nazis on this website. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was back before people knew to be scared of Nazis again. Okay, um, here we go. Now, Biz has metamorphosized biz has metamorphosized into a word meaning <laughs> anger level a man bumped into me on the street a few weeks ago and said what's your biz you jerk mm. after many a night of weeping i set off to find out what biz meant the person who created the word was living near me so i asked him <laughs> very convenient he, <laughs> he said it meant anger level i said cool he said you say it like this what's your biz i said that's what that guy on the street said he said, there are many forms of biz. I said, cool. He said, biznack is a biz of one or 10. If you're bizzing, your biz is either rising or falling. If you're a bizzilla, you have a biz of pie and so on. And so what? on. There's a link at the bottom of this article that lets you read the full list of biz words. And then my credentials for this were, Theo Chandler will probably not be hired to get a newspaper job very soon, but he can hope. And there's actually a link. Oh my God. Let's go to the biz The link. rabbit hole goes deeper. Go to the biz link. Biz was like one of the <laughs> staples of my website. Like when people think of my website, the first thing they think of is biz. Classic <laughs> oocities. Theo.com. I I have to know what's what's in the one we skipped. Why did we why did we skip it? Was it too problematic? I don't think it. No, it's about Teletubbies. <laughs> Let's see if Biz loaded. No, we gotta reload it. Some of these titles are like titles from The Onion. Yeah, I mean maybe that's also some influence. I don't know, but okay. It looks like the Biz page loaded. Okay. Oh my god, um, it's so long again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it says the history and current forms of biz. History. Uh, these are bullet points. Biz was originated during the Second World War. Good, I'm consistent. <laughs> biz was forgotten as the Germans cowardly stopped killing people. Okay. Oh my oh, god, no. It's terrible. Okay, biz was recreated, but with a different meaning. Anger level on a scale of 1 to 10. For a few weeks, Biz was a random word said, said by Hocus Pocus, its creator. Mm. He started saying it more and added knack to the end of it. As Hocus said it more, other people caught the fever. About five weeks after it was created, Biz was said by two other people. One such person was really just making fun of Hocus. Uh, the person who actually thought the word was pretty great asked Hocus about Biznack and Biz. Hocus said, they mean the same thing, stupid. Stupid said, that makes no sense. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> that makes no sense. Uh, so Hocus... Oh, I want to say that this is like, this is like Jabanuba when the narrator starts talking. Yeah. Like, stupid becomes an entity. Yeah, right. You broke the third wall. <laughs> 
Or was it, what was it, the first wall? Um, okay, and then it says, So Hocus changed Biznak to a person with a biz of 1 or 10. Hocus liked having multiple biz words, so he hired monkeys to type letters on typewriters. He used the letters as prefixes and suffixes for biz. All the monkeys that created fixes that didn't make sense were donated to a wildlife <laughs> refuge. The refuge was torn down to make a poaching ranch. The monkeys were shot on the poaching ranch. A daft poacher said, I wonder what their biz is. He had a good laugh. Hocus never saw the monkeys again. Biz is still waiting to be said everywhere around the U.S. Oh, yeah, and U.S. wanted to be Canada. <laughs> wow, good joke. Wow. I think this is the worst episode of our podcast. <laughs> I, I think it's better than you think it is. I'm thoroughly enjoying this. I'm literally just reading the terrible thing on my website. Now, these are all the current forms of biz in order of creation time. Biz means anger level on a scale of one through ten. I'm about a seven right now. Uh, Biznack, person with anger level of one or ten, often used as an insult. Biz mad, it's eight times your biz plus two. What the heck? Bizzilla. Okay, that cannot freak you out based on what you've seen. Biz Eight times biz plus two? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> so if your biz is five... It's eight times five, 40 plus two. It's 42. That's what the biz mad is. No, um, what you just said makes absolutely no sense to me. If I just, why, how is your biz five? You've been out of school for a while. Biz mad? Biz is your anger level on a scale of one through 10. Yeah. So if you're currently a five. Yeah. Your biz mad is 42. But why, why times eight? You can never ask why. <laughs> you can ask him to explain it, but you can never ask why. <laughs> why times, like, where did these other numbers come from? And then why is it biz mad? That makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever. Uh, you just made new math. You just made, like, 64-bit, you know, or whatever, cube root of biz or whatever. <laughs> It just makes no sense to me. No, it's like Fahrenheit and Celsius. It's like some people understand it better as biz. Some people understand it better as the biz mad. How am I supposed to gather that from this description? It says biz mad. I don't. I <clears throat> obviously I that's just, another way to. I just made biz. that up, so you can make up whatever you want. You're making my biz rise. I'm just saying. I feel like <laughs> I've entered another culture and I'm trying to acclimate, but I just, <laughs> I didn't even know I was in another culture until it just happened. And the culture makes no sense and it was created randomly. And now I'm on this red planet and nobody understands me. Yeah, well, that other culture might feel like you don't understand me. I mean, it. <laughs> or biz. Um, okay, so I explained what bizmat is. And then bizzilla is a person with a biz of pi. Triple biznack, person with a biz of three or greater than ten. Bizzing means having a rising or falling biz. I'm bizzing right now. Um, if you're bizzed, bizzed means past tense of getting a high biz. Biz Bob, a guy named Bob with a biz of six. Biz <laughs> This is insane. It's insane. We're just going to have to release this episode at 1.5 speed. Okay. I feel like you were inventing a new form of I'm trying to get through this list, Dan. A new new language and just a new world uh, all at the same time. Okay. I don't know why you started with math. That's what threw me off. Like, surely (laughs) you would start with, you know, language and a character, but nope, he went straight into math. If you look at the notes that (laughs) J.R.R. Tolkien made when creating the Lord of the Rings universe, they look a lot like this. <laughs> this is the, these are the steps you have to go through. 
This is like when he was writing the Elvish language. Yeah, it was like eight times Hobbit plus. Okay, so Biz Bilopagus, a comedy made by Alec James, no relation to Biz. There's another page on my website that is a movie review for Biz Bilopagus. Okay, so then uh, Bizalophagus snuffs angry and annoying cousin. I don't know what that means. Bizinator is someone who... Snuffleupagus? Yeah, it's a Sesame Street reference. Ah, Sesame Street reference. Or was it like that? You could get that video. You like paid for this other video with this thing on it. It would teach you another language. That's what it was, right? No, that was Sesame Street. Never mind. Duolingo? There was some video of like this thing that looked like an elephant. And this is why Joseph loves elephants, because it was always on there was always a commercial on about it. Rosetta Stone? And you like bought this video and it would teach you another language and they had one for each language and this elephant thing would teach you another language. Yeah, you're making about as much sense (laughs) as my site right now. I'm currently running up fever. Almost through the list. Okay. Bizinator, someone who raises others' bizzes. Bizit, a word used to make fun of people with bizzes. It also makes dragons go crazy. <laughs> Bizwidget. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I gotta get through the list. Bizwidget, a word used to make fun of people with bizzes. Bizbonolophagus. After thinking about the name a long time, Alex James decided it would be cooler if it written and pronounced this way. So <laughs> Wait. Alex James is just this other character that's completely made up on your website? Alec James is the uh, guy who made Biz Bilopagus. It's a comedy <laughs> made by Alec James. Biz Bonolophagus is what he changed the name to. And he just got referenced twice on this page. And there's no link to anyone ever being able to figure out who Alec James is. We, yeah, uh, well, we can find. I'll, I'll, I'll take us there next. We'll get there. So without you as a guide... <laughs> This website is absolutely impossible to understand. I'm your spirit guide through this website. This is like an ayahuasca ceremony. (laughs) You will be cleansed after this. Uh, Okay, so Biz Boo Boo is an owie brought on by someone with a high biz. And then Biz, it says, I'm as confused as you are with this. Classic. Wow. The only one I couldn't explain. Let me see if Biz Bonolophagus is here. Oh, of course, it's in miscellaneous stuff. Okay, uh, well, do you want to see the movie review for Biz Bonolophagus? Absolutely. So you remember how I, all my lists on the website are just way too long? Uh-huh. So here we go. From the director who brought you. Badger in a cage, the ironic life of Mr. Egg Salad, the only strong lion, a dragon named Id, I'm going to name my kid Butt Drew, the ultimate frog show, how to test your house for radiation poisoning, 007 fights Tony Hawk, the James Taylor slideshow presentation extravaganza, I'm going to name my kid Elizabeth, 65 feet under the sea, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, hoax or global disaster, the first monkey in space, 007 fights Theo Chandler, the shortcut to Biltmore Estate, 63 miles in a car with my best friend, whose name is Veronica and my my name is Betty, a dragon named Id 2, the reburn, unrated version of 63 miles in a car with my best friend whose name is Veronica and my name is Betty, and I'm going to name my kid Superbutt. <laughs> what the heck? That is genius. You are certified a child genius now, Theo. There are so many good movie titles in there. I mean, good. the whole series of I'm going to name my kid X are great. I'm going to name my kid Butt Drew. Drew. I'm going to name my kid Elizabeth. And I'm going to name my kid Super Bud. <laughs> you got to escalate. One of the bullet points just says Rocky on its own line. You're like, oh, it's funny. He just like, this guy also wrote Rocky. But no, it says Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever Hoax or Global Disaster. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I think, you're, I think that was the joke and I didn't even notice it. 
Oh my god. Wow, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. My favorite one is the James Taylor slideshow presentation extravaganza. <laughs> Just like PowerPoint. I don't get that. Is James Taylor a famous person? James Taylor was a singer. I don't know why it has to be James Taylor. <laughs> but it's so funny that it is James Taylor. His mom loves James Taylor. He, yeah. The idea of any movie being a slideshow presentation extravaganza is pretty great. The only strong lion. <laughs> oh, there's so many good ones. <laughs> the first one's solid too. Badger in a cage. <laughs> the ultimate frog show. <laughs> I also love 007 fights Tony Hawk and then 007 fights Theo Chandler. That's a real escalation there. Yeah. How long do you think he spent on this? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can remember just like, what next? What next? What next? And like, sort of knowing I would come back to the, like, I'm going to name my kid blank butt. Uh, series <laughs> and knowing I needed to sort of like pad it out in between those so they didn't come too often and everything but yeah so this this acclaimed director made this movie and then it says here's the new movie's trailer in writing so this is just a transcript for the new movie and it says <laughs> okay. before we move on can I, can I say really quick that I really love the idea of putting and my name is whatever at the end of a movie is just like <laughs> It's like Lord of the Rings, and my name is J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, the two towers, and my name is Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and my name is Charlie. <laughs> or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and my name is Willy Wonka. But I think Veronica and Betty is a reference to Scooby Doo, right? Is it? What? Those aren't Scooby Doo characters, are they? Oh, what are Daphne they? Daphne and Velma. Oh, <laughs> I guess I don't, I don't know who Veronica. Oh wait, no, is it that? Is. Is, uh, it is, that, is it does check the box for this website that it's a reference to something that doesn't exist. No, no, I think it might be Archie. I think it might be Archie. Oh, okay. I'm looking this up. I remember in second grade I read all these Archie comics and I was like, why am I reading this? What's eating Gilbert Grape and my name is Gilbert Grape? <laughs> the Bible and my name is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's his mo new movie's trailer in writing. So here's a transcript of the movie trailer. It says, narrator, all my life, I've been different from other people. I had amazing powers. And then alien, you suck, Josephina. It says in parentheses, <laughs> clips are shown. And then the narrator says, see it today. <laughs> I've totally forgotten what, which movie we're talking about at this point. I, it never says it on this page, but I think th this was supposed to be the Biz Bonalophagus. Oh, this page doesn't even have the title of the movie on it. <laughs> yeah, how could you possibly know that? The trailer, you have no idea what it's a trailer for. <laughs> at the end of the trailer, it's like, go see it today. And everybody's like, what? What did we see and what are we going to see? We're going to find somewhere else on the website where it says, like, here's a link to the trailer for Biz Bonalophagus. But I don't know where it is. This is amazing, Theo. I, I honestly came into this episode thinking, like, there's no way... I'm going to think this website is as insane as I thought it was the first time I saw it. But <laughs> it's insane. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I could read Insane Christian says beloved CBS celebrity. Yes. I will admit the Teletubbies have gone too far, <laughs> especially Toopsie Floopsie. But, <laughs> so okay. But this does not mean. What's funny, okay, I thought it would be funny to make up a Teletubbies name, but it's like basically equivalently as funny as the actual Teletubby name. Oh, I thought that was an actual Teletubby name. I, I had no idea no. that was that was a made up one. I should have yeah. known, <laughs> yeah. given your previous work, that it would be made up, but. Okay. 
But this does not mean that they must be pushed around. An extra exaggerative Christian, as called by the Blue Fork Rhines, yeah, rhymes with New York Times, uh, oh. and then Blue <laughs> Fork Rhines, a news group, never uh, sued Dipstein for bait and switch. Teletubbies, a show advertised as a kid's show, was Tom Globerndy's daughter's favorite TV show. Sally Globerd. Sally Glopperndy, or Slobbery, as many bullies called her, <laughs> kindly asked her father to watch the show with her. Little did she know her favorite character, Dipstein, was going to get hacked into little bits by the United States judicial system. <laughs> Wait, so was Dipstein a character on the show? Uh, there's, it's, I mean, it's based on a real Teletubby's name. It's like Tinky Winky... I don't know. Uh, Dipstein. <laughs> Tom watched the show, getting more and more interested in the hilarious hijinks Third time, third time with hilarious hijinks of those cute little fellows realizing at the end that he had enjoyed the show. He decided that Teletubbies was more suited for adults like him and not children like Slobbery. <laughs> I like that joke. Uh, he got a little angry and complained, showing a strange new attitude for a strong religious man. Ooh, commentary. Um, the, the court agreed that Tom had a better case, but let Toopsie Floopsie, Lop Dop, and Dope leave without charge. <laughs> Dipstein, stop laughing. I need to get through this. Dipstein was incarcerated and killed in a freak meat grinder accident. Oh my God. The Supreme Court passed a law saying that meat grinders were no longer permitted in the courtroom. Without Dipstein, <laughs> will Dope be able to keep going in life? No. And then, uh, yeah, for my qualifications for writing this, is this Theo Chandler was sick today, so he watched PBS and was inspired to write this article. I kind of feel like this is your diary, and in order to get to the point where you say what actually happens to you, you have to write down all these other things that are going on in your head first. Yeah. Like, you wanted to just be like, Dear Diary, I felt really bad today. I was sick, and I watched PBS. But before you could get there, you had to be like, Let me entertain you, Diary. <laughs> I do like the joke of a serious news outlet saying someone's name and then saying or slobbery as their bullies called them and then just referring to them as the name bullies <laughs> call that person for the rest of the article. That is a good joke. I remember being part of that one when I was in seventh grade too. I think it's really clever when you say that he got uh, really angry and complained, which was a new attitude for a strong religious man. <laughs> like I wouldn't have made that joke in seventh grade. I know. I wouldn't have done any of this ever. <laughs> <laughs> more, more, more. I, I see the word Pakistan in this one, so we're gonna skip this. No. One. Do you want to read the one that where I was actually taking a, a political stance? Yes, I want to read all of them. <laughs> okay, so here it says: new idea on conserving social security. I'm sorry, everyone, but I will be taking a sidetrack from my original insane in quotes humor. To post an actual real article. Oh, wow. so this isn't this isn't a joke. This is this is real seventh grade Theo taking a real political stance. There are still jokes in this. So um and lies. <laughs> <laughs> and I made it all up. <laughs> yeah. So it says Recently, President George W. Bush realized that there was an easy way to solve his social security woes. Is that is that the first reference to a real person on your entire website? <laughs> it might be, yeah. He's actually a character on another part of the website. You are referencing George W. Bush, the character, not the president. Yeah, the, the one who uh, reviewed a book that I made up. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so George, yeah, solve his social security woes. I guess they were taking, talking about how social security was expensive. I don't know. Okay, so it says, simply erase everyone's mind to make them believe that social security was never real. 
So that's not true. Then he could take the social security fund and use it on Iraq if he's not already done so, which he has. That is why it's doing so poorly right now. <laughs> Dang, this is beautiful. Yeah, a well-informed seventh grader. And then it you, says, I just figured out why your website was preserved. Because of this? <laughs> yeah, it's because it's the beginning of fake news. Like, this is the source of hundreds of conspiracy theories. QAnon is always referencing your website. They had to preserve it as a cultural relic yeah like at the end it's talking about how like the clintons <laughs> drink people's blood and everything <laughs> dipstein is epstein that literally could have been something on my website though QAnon probably did originate as some seventh graders made up website <laughs> wouldn't that be great if they found that out <laughs> yeah i'm so curious how many other seventh graders did something like this zero um, exactly <laughs> zero <laughs> Anyway, it says... <laughs> Maybe Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he wanted to make everyone forget about Social Security. Uh, and then it says, unfortunately, he couldn't erase everyone's memory. So many people will be confused about the fund. They will be sent to the worst prison in the world or the modern gulag, Guantanamo Bay. Then, with all the destruction he's caused, Ralph Nader, the next president, wow. will be accused of creating the deficit. I find it funny how Clinton had a surplus and Bush had some of the worst deficit of any president for the past 50 years. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, sorry. Before that parenthetical. So, we'll be accused of creating the deficit that so greatly has made the U.S. look stupid for electing this guy twice in a row, which couldn't have happened if he had not cheated in the first election. It's funny how the people don't have the power in a democracy. No, wait. Democracy would get Republicans mad. It's more of a republic. Wow. <laughs> And then another weird thing that occurred with Bush is, colon, he is a moron. <laughs> a wise man once said, Bush is annoying. He was my brother. Shout out to Seth. <laughs> Shout out. I really can't wait till Fox News finds this website. What's your qualifications on that one? Oh, I don't, I didn't write any. Oh no. <laughs> wow, it's the end of the page. After that point, he was actually murdered. <laughs> the seventh yeah. grader who was making the first QAnon website. Oh, wait, this, okay, so this is actually the movie review for Biz Bonalophagus. The other movie review is for a movie that <laughs> didn't get named. So, okay, <laughs> sh sh should I read my real article that is a review for Biz Bonalophagus? <laughs> yes. I think it would be good to just keep you guys here for like four hours until you <laughs> Thank die. God. Okay. We're the first podcast to make all the listeners go insane. <laughs> Guaranteed to make you go insane. So the title of this article is called Biz Bonalophagus is Good. And it says, tomorrow's the upcoming film Biz Bonalophagus's movie premiere. Premiere spelled like a Soviet leader. <laughs> I have seen it in advance. Not too shabby. On my amazing scale, I rate it pretty amazing. It is about a boy and his awkwardly sense of queasiness. And his awkwardly sense of queasiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He goes all sorts of places to find out how to get his tummy right again. A D&D &D grandmaster mage head council member tries to help. Also, the boy's name is Rodentros. It is short for Rodentrosilf. I don't even want it. His dog is there for the entire time, and the twist at the end is that all he needed to make his tummy right was his pet dog. In the final few minutes, Rodentrus's number one enemy, El Gato Diablo, finds the dog and hurts him. It's heartbreaking when Rodentros is crying over his dog, Biz Bonalophagus. At the end, his dog says, don't worry about me, I'll survive. Then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. 
And then they show about an hour of Rodentros crying. He says, I won't worry about you. Then he runs away and vomits. The nice part is that he doesn't want to barf on his dog's corpse. (laughs) It's a good movie. And then at the end I wrote, well, you probably won't want to see it after I ruin the ending for everyone. I just love that. You specified that the movie reviewer had already seen the movie. I hope a listener actually thinks that's funny. I think that's very funny. And I like to think I'm not alone in this world. Laughing with or laughing at? I was laughing with it. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, to be fair, I don't think I've actually laughed at as much of this as I would have thought. Uh You know, when we read my stories that I wrote as a kid, most of it was laughing at the stories, at how stupid they were. And this, I'm definitely laughing with the jokes. I can tell that everything you've written here is insane (laughs) on purpose. I think the part that's laughing at is just how disconnected everything is. But I think that was intentional too. So I think we're still laughing with it. (laughs) I'm not sure that was intentional. Do you think that was intentional to you? I do think it was intentionally disconnected, but I also think the fact that you're questioning my sanity, I don't think that was intentional. Like I wanted to make an insane website, but I didn't want you to think I was (laughs) insane. So there's a page on my site called Memorial of Dead Sections and Jokes. This was like every time I uh, wanted to end a section that I like, uh, you know, if I had stopped wanting to do real articles, I would have put it in here. And there are three columns that says name, description and why it's dead. Oh. Yeah. I mean, here are the things that I tried that didn't work out. <laughs> These are the things that didn't work out. Got it. <laughs> yeah. okay. I wonder what it took criteria wise to, to make it to this page. <laughs> that All of the rest of it didn't. Where was that threshold? Yeah. Um, yeah. So where was it on the biz scale? Uh, no, biz is about anger level. You know that, right? Well, how how angry did it make you to the point where you had to put it on this page? How biz did it make you? I was a biz knack. I got bizzed. Okay. So the first of these sections is called Where the Crap is Theo Now? And the description was a stupid section in which you found me in a picture. And then why it's dead, it sucked incredibly. And what I'll tell you about this section was it never existed. (laughs) I had to sort of populate this database with some stuff. So I included a few that didn't actually ever exist. Okay, the next sort of recurring joke uh, was all those weird things like the eyes. So, I I mean, I think I remember previously, like, almost every link you clicked on, it would first take you to a page with some clip art, (laughs) and then you would have to press another link to get to the page you actually wanted to go to. Um, So there used to be a a whole other layer to this site. Yeah, there used to be more obstacles to being able to... There used to be a layer that was intentionally meant to confuse the person trying to navigate this website. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, and then I say, say, why it's dead? I say, it was dumb and someone stole it from me. (laughs) That's a little shade thrown at Tristan, accusing him of stealing that bit from me for his site. How could I have guessed it would be Tristan? When it said someone stole it from me. It, it was uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> are there comedy websites? Like, are there websites that people go to and navigate for the point of laughing? You mean like other than mine? I think, I mean, I think you invented something. <laughs> I kind of did. I mean, what I really wanted to make was something like Homestar Runner, but I didn't have the skills. So this is what I landed on. <laughs> no, but it's like you invented a website that is the joke. Homestar Runner had videos on it that had jokes in them. You invented a website that's entirely a joke. I guess so. (laughs) I I will never cease being amazed at the amount of effort that went into this. 
It's so <laughs> long. <laughs> it's so, yeah. there's so much. The next section is called look at what I'm eating. It's a section in which someone would email me telling me something to eat and I would post a picture of myself on the site eating that thing. And then the reason why I ended, as I say, people kept making me eat cats. <laughs> that is another section that never existed. Well, we've done enough. Are we going to do a third episode on this website? There's still a lot to go over. But... Can we please? This is like genuinely fun. <laughs> I feel like it's actually a accomplishment to fully experience this site. Like at this point now, I'm just going for completion credit. I just want to see every single thing you wrote on here because it's mind blowing. But only three episodes. We'll keep going. Until we really can't. We I do don't it think these all. episodes are going to be good. I don't know. I've really enjoyed this one. Well, it's a lot of information. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, this is episode 49. Going to hit the big 5 next time. Going to have a big celebration. Uh, rate and review our podcast on, app, on Apple Podcasts. Give it five stars. <laughs> Go to theochandler.com slash oocities. Um, sign the guest book and uh, don't actually click that link <laughs> i hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode i've been biz bonalophagus uh this has been inside the mind of the child genius with my cousin named theo chandler and my brother named daniel and <laughs> my name is joe <laughs> and i'm mr butt yeah you're mr butt how about me how about them? Bugs? No, I'm Bullseye, actually. All right, thanks. Yeah, here's the theme song. <sighs> so we're done. Wow. I, I even knew what to expect this time. Last time I didn't know what to expect. I felt like I was going crazy. And I was like, there's no way it gets weirder than that. <laughs> and here I am at the end of another episode. I feel like I've gone crazy. Yeah, I think you might actually have been a child genius, Theo. I just wanted to make something. Like, I, I feel like, you know, just the amount of, like, stories I wrote and this website, it's just like, I just wanted to make something all the time. I just want to make, there's like, does it need to pass a certain threshold of quality? No, just, just like, make it. It does seem like you needed to make something, and instead you made everything. <laughs> <laughs> really, I was a completionist as far as creating goes. <laughs> yeah, world world building's a popular thing these days. People try to get into world building and creating their own uh, mythologies, <laughs> and this has so much depth. Yeah, I have to say it's a little inspiring. It makes me want to make things. Um, it really does. <laughs> Good things are things. <laughs> there you go. You know. Know, it's uh there's no threshold <laughs> to what has to be good you can just keep keep building onto it i mean that's something we said about geocities it, it totally democratized website making you know it's like the barrier of entry was so low this could happen you know i think most people start out their life sane and they slowly go insane as they grow older <laughs> i think you just benjamin buttoned it you started off insane you've slowly been getting more sane i completely understand why they archived this account. i'm just so happy that someone else looked through this website besides us and tristan by the way i, I looked into it a little more um I think I told you guys it was like probably the top 10 or something. Uh, they actually archived 2 million websites. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it got chosen. And they archived like all of it. They didn't just like choose your home screen or the real articles. They they did everything. It makes me wonder if like all the other websites are like this. <laughs> what if they just said, we created this forum and this beautiful wild thing happened where everybody made these like House of Leaves style websites that are just like all self-referencing and involved. Is, is Tristan's this 
crazy too. It had some similar qualities to this, but it it wasn't as big. I mean, he did steal the eyes jokes. Yeah, he did steal the eyes jokes. I'll never forget it. It actually reminds me of uh, when I I reread uh, Lord of the Rings within the past few years. I think it's in like Fellowship of the Ring. There's a scene where Aragon makes a comment about. He's like, oh, it's so dark in this cave. It's like the black cat of queen something or other. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of odd. Like that never gets yeah. re-referenced throughout the rest of the main trilogy. I had to like Google it and found out that, oh, it's actually part of the mythology that Tolkien made where there was this queen who had all these cats. And But it just like kind of bothered me because I was like, why would he make that reference in the main trilogy when he knows that no one like why would anybody yeah. know that that get that reference so kind of reminds me of that where it's like you're making references to your own site in a way that i'm just like how did you think that somebody would put it all together maybe you just didn't think they would or i don't know that's kind of a thing though like where he just drops that reference in the middle of his book and that was written pre like search engine pre before you could actually go to a search engine and just search like who is the cat queen or whatever it is whenever you encountered something like that when you're reading before you could just google the answer you kind of either had to decide if you're gonna dig for it or you're just gonna give up and be like oh i'll never know what that is that's like part of the spirit of this website is like you reference these little things and there's no way to find them unless you dig for them because <laughs> they're not gonna show up when you google biz bottle off against or whatever <laughs> all right tell us the story daniel um someone invited someone else over to visit them in college and it was a boy inviting a girl and he said oh there's a futon you can stay on and then she got there and there wasn't a futon oh he was wrong yeah and he said whoops guess we have to have sex genius and then he had a twin bed and they slept in the twin bed but they didn't have sexual relations truth of the matter was that his roommate left the room because she was there and she could have slept in his roommate's bed. Oh my She chose gosh. to sleep in the twin bed with him and they touched bodies. Probably. What a jerk. Would you guys keep a ghost as your roommate if the ghost paid rent? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends if he's a scary ghost or not. Yeah, they're a scary ghost and they're paying rent to the devil. Oh, <laughs> well, if the rent's not going but to But I me. have to pay the mortgage? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're just giving their rent to the devil and the devil's not giving it to me. It's called the devil's share. Oh. I have a follow-up question. What? How long is a scary ghost scary for? If it's really your roommate, aren't you at some point you're just like, whatever, that trick doesn't work anymore. You already did that 50 times. I think the ghost would have to be careful about making sure it could continue to escalate in its spooks and scares. If it starts off with like making the walls bleed, there's not really that much further it can go, you know? Mm -hmm. But if it if it starts with like a, a gentle rustling of leaves, then... Mm, that's a classic <laughs> scare. Yeah. I'd be like, man, I thought I cleaned the floor. All these leaves in there. I mean, you guys have leaves on your floor sometimes. I have leaves on my floor often. 
<laughs> I bet you do. And then you collect them all and feed them to your pigs. Yeah, pigs eat leaves. Got him. <laughs> I did get him.